Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Wait a minute. It is indeed beautiful, and I almost did the right thing. Good morning. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a beautiful morning here in Dripping Springs, still looking, you know, for the rain angels to come in. They've been teasing us, but it'll be here soon. It'll be here soon. So I'm being very careful with how much clothes I wash and (laughs) how much dishes I wash. And my my cold showers only take about 90 seconds anyway, so I'm good there. But because we're on rainwater and it's getting kind of, you know, but we're going to be fine. Anyway, uh, good morning. Never mind me. Uh, Here's our uh, telephone number and it's working. Why don't you call and talk to Adam Bergstrom to ask him about so uh, chronobiotic nutrition. Ask him about sunsink nutrition. Ask him about the gas prices in California. Because he lives out there and he doesn't have TV, so I thought I would play this just for him and you. Still no end in sight. Those gas prices just keep climbing. They sure do, and prices jumped again this morning. CBS 2's Tina Esdine is live at the Costco in Burbank, where it really has been busy <laughs> since early this morning. Tina. It sure has. That's because people want to get their uh, hands on a bargain. And at this particular gas station, it's five ninety-five for regular unleaded and $6.19 for premium. Does that sound like a bargain? It just might when we tell you what happened overnight. Yet another jump in the Southland for gas prices. Uh, the average price of a gallon of self-serve regular gasoline in L.A. County rose to a record for the ninth consecutive day. The national average price also rose. Many drivers have just simply had enough, while others say they don't want to drive at all. It's ridiculous. She just turned 19, and it took forever to get her to get her license, but she has no interest in getting a car because she can't afford to the prices. Let's take a closer look at our area. L.A. County average for a gallon of regular is now $6.35. In Orange County, $6.33, $6.31. In Ventura County, $6.21. In San Bernardino County, and in Riverside County, it's at $6.20. If you think they're high here in the Southland, wait until you see what one Northern California gas station is charging. At a station in Mendocino, it's at nearly $10 a gallon. Gas Buddy says that makes it the most expensive gas in the country. Mid-sized sedan with a, f- and that's where you live is uh, uh, Mendocino, right? <laughs> no, no, we're in Montecito. Montecito. So Mendocino, yeah. they just said ten bucks. And good morning, Adam Bergstrom. Nice to have you here. Thanks for coming on the show. You didn't have to drive uh, to get to the video, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> we only drive about twenty or thirty miles a week, right. so we're one of the fortunate ones. The people who have to go to work drive to Santa Barbara from Ventura, twenty-five miles in traffic, and just put along like a par- a moving parking lot. Uh, they're really hurting. It's it's you know, and I don't really get it. I mean, I do. I know that there's just a lot of slime going on. I mean, from an economic standpoint, I kind of study this stuff, Adam, and I mean, oil is high. It's $120 a barrel, but hey, I remember back in 2008, oil went to 150 a barrel. The gas didn't go to, you know, $9. <laughs> so somebody's making a lot of money off this stuff. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Definitely somebody is making a lot of money, and we're still getting Russian oil. 
you know sure we're, sure. we're condemning other countries for getting russian oil and we're still getting it on the sly and a lot of other things from russia too <laughs> excuse me it seems that the old fertilizer stuff even though we don't like to use that stuff that's a big deal isn't it i mean isn't a lot of the commercial commercial people who grow a lot of stuff uh they use this what is do you know what exactly what it is what we can't get from russia yeah. nitrate fertilizers nitrate. And ammonia fertilizers they have various kinds and they're actually not very good for beets and spinach because we get too many nitrates from them right. so in a way it's best if we do organic yeah yeah way better <laughs> yeah way way better i see where uh, uh uncle joe said that we should be using more corn for gasoline and so so they're <laughs> <laughs> they want to give them more corn and the gasoline rather than feed, I don't know. And at the same time, he's busy uh, opening up gas in the United States. The same thing Trump got blamed for, he's doing on the sly. In fact, I forget how many refineries and whatever oil drilling is going on in the United States now again. Really? Hmm. Really? But he's doing it on the sly. The only reason we checked the Indian news, India is really critical yeah. of the uh, hypocrisy that's going on here in this country that uh, they bust them off and so we watch why on news uh, and get some of those stories oh do you they're particularly hostile to biden <laughs> oh yeah and i, I saw where uh, oh putin he's selling a lot of uh, oil to india and he's selling it for rubles or yuan or whatever they're doing it yep. uh, it doesn't seem like um all these sanctions are he, he doesn't feel like he's having a bad hair day. He's just doing what he's doing. <laughs> Even Pakistan is going to buy oil from Russia now, and they've been afraid to because uh -huh. of the United States warning them, don't trade with Russia. Don't do of course, that. Pakistan is in a, a disaster area now. It's about to go down the tube or divide into three countries. Really? Yeah, and they've got nukes too, which is not, not good. You know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Adam Bergstrom, I, I don't, have, you've been around this planet even longer than I have, and I've been around a long time, not planet, plane, Earth plane. Have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, big picture, nothing. Me neither. It's just bonkers. I was raised when gasoline was 19 cents a gallon. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I had a car that got, I, I had a car that got close to 50 miles a gallon when I was in high school, a Morris Minor, a mm. little English thing that I called, I put a big sign in the back, T-Bug, instead of a Thunderbird, it was a Thunderbug. Yeah, I remember those cars. And when I was in, when I remember when I first drove, I think we had a 52 Chevy. My brother and I bought it for $400 or something. And um, I think gas was about 25 cents. I remember cigarettes for 20 cents because I used to do lucky strikes. <laughs> you know, I worked in a cigarette department, so I uh, <laughs> luckies were 21 when I was doing that, and regular cigarettes were 25 cents. 25 cents. Listen to us uh, guys who have been around, uh, around the whatever, I don't even know what it is anymore for a while, talking about the old days. But you know what's a cool thing? that you could take a silver quarter back in those days, right? And you could buy a gallon of gas. And you could take a silver quarter today and almost buy a gallon of gas. You could at $3 <laughs> or $4, but I don't know if you can at 6 I forget what a silver quarter is worth. 4 or $5, I think. 
Isn't that interesting? Interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think Andrew Ross is smiling. You're going, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say back then, you know, we uh, we were a mobile, uh, in California, we cruised. You just said, uh, we drove all night. We just drove to be driving. Drive around. If we wanted to get together to talk, we didn't go someplace and sit down. We sat in the car and drove all yeah, night. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Can't I do that anymore. <laughs> we do that in St. Louis. There's a place called Steak and Shake. Have you ever heard of them? Steak and Shake? There was no. a great place right in the center, and then all the cars would sit around you know, the edge, just like in the movies, right? And all the, and everybody would just drive through there and then you drive through Circle Stake and then you drive through the other stake and just see who's there and, you know, and stop and, and <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and flirt with girls and then you never buy anything, you know, we would just drive, just drive around. In California, it was Bob's Big Boy we hung out. Ah. We had Cherry Cokes and things like Cherry that. Cokes. And, you had to have a powerful car. The legends were they would rev it up in front of Bob's and blow out the front window of the of Bob's big boy. That was that then you were a real macho guy. Yeah. What was that first movie? Was it Coppola or was it uh, that made about the the teens back then? Um, mean Streets, was it? Yeah. Um, was it no it wasn't it, George Lucas. George Lucas, Mean Streets. Yeah, yeah, I have to watch that. That was how it was. Yeah. I, I really loved that movie because it brought back memories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun, and nobody got into trouble. You know, we didn't do anything. You know, we just drove around. Every now and then we would buy a six-pack of beer and go to the, you know, the drive-in and drink two beers and throw up and go home, you know. <laughs> well... As teenagers in the class I grew up with, there was a lot of pranks, yeah. like stealing a corpse out of a mortuary and <laughs> dropping it in front of big boys. Oh, good. good. Well, you guys in California were a little ahead of, ahead of the curve. You know, we didn't do that kind of stuff in St. Louis. <laughs> and outrunning the police and also uh, uh, passing gas with a lighter behind you and getting a methane flame, like a flamethrower coming out in front of Bob's big boy and other places like that. The drive-in, Mel's, yeah. all of those uh, were yeah. available too. Well, now, now they just go in and shoot people, you know, so I guess we were in pretty good, <laughs> pretty good stead, right? Adam Bergstrom is here, and if you'd like to talk to Adam about anything, uh, 888-663-6386, we're live here. It is June 6th. What happened fun on this day? Was, was this D-Day, June 6th, or something like that? Wasn't you it? Know, it seems like something important happened today. Yeah, June. something important happened on June 6th. Uh, Lynn is taking notes. She's in the one of the flattest states in the world. Lynn, would you, when you Google up June 6th, I think it was a D-Day or something like that, you know, one of those wars, you know, that we used to do. <laughs> that we used to do, we still do, right? So, <laughs> big picture, I know you look at a lot of stuff and you're on the computer a lot and uh, Facebook a lot and I enjoy your stuff on Facebook as well. Um, so, I'm having a mango smoothie with colostrum and I think I need some water with it because it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of doing this thing in my throat so I'll go down first break and get some water. But it really feels to me, what is your take on, you know, if we look at the Davos, one world government, trippy thing, 
it doesn't appear to me that these people are going to stop. Huh? Does it to you that they're just going to keep going? What do you think? They have an overriding plan that actually started maybe a couple of centuries ago, Mm -hmm. certainly after the Civil War, and gained strength when Roosevelt was possibly assassinated along with Wendell Winkie. Mm. Wendell, the, uh, uh, they, uh, they conveniently left when they were going to stop global domination. Then the Truman forces and the Dulles brothers took over because they had made deals with the Nazis to bring them all over here. That, of course, was Operation Paperclip and other organizations like that. So you'll notice, as Ray Pete did, in fact, Ray Pete believes that uh, Roosevelt was assassinated, as does, uh, oh, I forget, Webster Tarpley and Webster a lot of Tarpley, other people. Yeah, yeah. And Roosevelt's relatives believed it because he was healthy when he died. They think he was poisoned. Yeah. Truman, uh, Truman was a figurehead, a sock puppet for the Dulles brothers. The Dulles brothers were, if you really follow the machinations that they were into it's pretty heavyweight and ray pete noticed something i did as a, as a researcher that up until about 1944 you could find all kinds of open research about how to get an antibiotic out of your backyard all kinds of medical information really? and they had big convocations in the 46 and 47 around the world and after that you couldn't get information in science magazines anymore it's all hidden Hmm. so that's why i go back now about a hundred years to find out what was going on they definitely got rid of hypnotism and mesmerism because you could use those to do surgery without any kind of other interference and it's particularly relevant now because my sister-in-law just went on her cosmic vacation two two days ago uh medically at a hospital she was in there over a over a month and they were giving her nitric oxide (laughs) instead of carbon dioxide as ray pete has warned about and anyway they were doing a lot of things wrong once she went on a ventilator i knew it was over because if you go on a ventilator you're dead meat. You're just dead. Why were they giving her nitric oxide? Why were they giving her nitric oxide? You know, they believe that helps breathing. Uh-huh. And here's the funny thing. It, it relaxes the it relaxes your blood vessels, mm-hmm. but it blocks the enzymes that makes it usable. Well, the carbon dioxide makes it usable. Oh. And they they refuse to acknowledge that. In fact, if you go to a doctor and tell them about carbon dioxide, They'll say it's a poison. And, of course, Ray Pete has been on the bandwagon for that for a long time, and he's absolutely correct Mm. that carbon dioxide is what makes you breathe. Yeah. And nitric oxide just opens your, loosens your blood vessels up, and and then you can't breathe. Well, weren't they giving or try to keep giving guys with uh, problems south of the border with eruptions nitric oxide to make that better? But... Doesn't does that work for these guys? It does, oh, but it, does. it also gives you heart attacks. Oh, good. And see, when when the drug companies they used to be, uh, they realized that nitric oxide was a dangerous free radical. It's in smog, but once they realized that it could give a man an erection, 
they realized they were on a money trail. They got something. They could make a lot of money on it. <laughs> Before, you remember poppers? Sure, uh, the, sure, uh, sure. The nitrates yeah, people used to New, take. It's the same thing. New Orleans, yeah, and the gay community, I remember. And you could buy a little bottle of popper. It was liquid for like 20, 10 bucks or something and right on Bourbon Street back in the 70s. Yep. And I used it a couple of times. It's, whoa. Man, it was too much for me. It was like, whoa, no way. It was like. <laughs> I used it once. Did you? Yeah, yeah, it's in, I mean, it, once in the Montrose in yeah. Houston. <laughs> and it was like crazy, but you could see how why they did. What is it exactly? What does it do? Well, it, it actually will give you an erection because it loosens the blood vessels. And to get an erection, you must loosen the blood oh, vessels. Yeah, loosening the blood but, vessels. Yeah. yeah, but then it doesn't deliver the oxygen, which is okay if you want an erection. You don't need oxygen down there, <laughs> but you need oxygen for your heart and your liver and your spleen and other organs. Wow. That's the part they don't tell people. So a lot of people, including a good friend of mine, is probably in a nursing home now, probably because he used it. A lot, yeah. Yeah, a lot. He had a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> so he had to keep up with what was going on. <laughs> oh, we humans, man. We are hilarious. So for those who guys who are listening that need more help south of the border, what could they do that are more natural? We certainly have ways to increase testosterone, which we talk about with pine pollen, help velvet antler. But other than that, what do you know from the acronobotic idea? Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. There you go. Back to that. Best thing. And then three exercises. You do squats, and then you do leg scissors, and you do leg squeezes like the horseback riding muscles. Those three, according to muscle and fitness even, work just as well as Viagra without the downside of it. So I know squats. We know them. That's good. I like to do those. And that that's really good. Uh, Dr. Um, Wong used to remember William Wong when he was on a lot. I do. Yeah, he used to talk about squats, and he was a real, uh, a viral, you know, libido guy, you know, because he he was always talking about that. Uh, so, what are scissors? It's like when you squeeze your legs together. It's like a cutting action. But those are when you uh, when you uh, like you horseback ride. Right. You have to squeeze those muscles together. The thighs? Between, between the legs. You're squeezing your thighs? So you get you a pillow or something together. and do that? You get a pillow and do that? Yep. And the orgasm muscle is in the uh, the tailor's muscle. The sartorius. Sartorius means tailor. So those muscles actually... Uh, when a man has an orgasm, sometimes those will cramp up right there, like you're riding a horse. Huh. And then the outer muscles, the fascia lata, are involved when you basically have weights on the outside and you expand your feet, your feet sideways. So either you squeeze or you go the opposite way. I mean, you lay those down. Those two and exercises. Lay down and, and then do this, Adam, with your feet like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. In the gym, they have machines that you sit down oh, yeah. and open it up and squeeze it if you've seen them. I, I used to like those gyms because women tend to use those uh, ex those machines more than men. Men stay with the squats, but yeah. they're actually very good for a man's libido as well as a woman's libido. Yeah, I, I've read where the gals, when they do the whole leg thing, it really increases their orgasmic pleasure, if you will. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. because those are the orgasm muscles, actually. If you look at the muscles that get uh, get huh. uh, tightened at that time and loosened, those are the muscles. Hmm. 
So that's why you you know it's always good to date a girl who rides horses because I just that's yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Or even rides bicycles. If what was the name of that movie about oh. the wellness uh, uh, clinics uh, back in the days of Kellogg, where oh, where yeah. they're getting orgasms riding the bicycles? Yeah, there's well, something to that. Uh, very interesting. If you'd like to be on the show, you can call us triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email Patrick. OneRadioNetwork.com, Lynn says, oh, June 6, 1944, the invasion of Europe began behind the largest landing force the world has ever seen, the invasion, which became known as D-Day. Yeah, I thought uh, June 6, D-Day, began as Operation Neptune, part of Operation Overlord, which was the code name for the Allied invasion of Northwest Europe during World War II. Interesting. Yeah, one of the historical facts about that is that invasion was unnecessary. We had won when we invaded Italy, yes. but because we didn't want Russia to take over Europe, we backed out so that we could invade France and come in on the Germans there and not give Europe to the Russians. Yeah. A lot of the Second World War had to do with juggling with it with a war between russia was going on and a covert war that of course became the cold war after the war was over hmm. but we actually bombed japan just to show russia that we had more power than the bigger one than they had yeah. and we are ours is bigger than yours you know mine's is bigger i saw a movie the other it. night it's called mincemeat operation mincemeat or something like that and it was all about that and this is supposedly uh, uh documented that they did this they actually uh, found a body and they came up this whole way to land it on the shore where the where the Nazis found it and this guy had a love letter in his thing and then that's how they went into Italy easily because he they faked Hitler out and told him he was going to go in somewhere else. It was a really interesting movie, yeah. And, and it was supposedly true, I, I, you know, supposedly, you know, true story. <laughs> a lot to that. You know, yeah. the gangster Mayor Lansky, he actually arranged for the mafia to help the United States come in and invade Italy and take it back from the Germans. Or maybe he was part of that deal. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's how uh, Lucky Luciano got out of prison. They made a deal. He was in for life, but uh, Mayor Lansky made a deal with the government that if he helped, if the if the Sicilian mafia helped them get into uh, Italy, into Italy, hmm. then they would let Luciano go. And of course, he did right away. And then he was, uh, I think, he left the country at that point, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I watched The Irishman got- again the other night. Uh, what a, it was a really terrific movie. Uh, Pacino and De Niro and. Uh, uh, Joe Pesci. I mean, you got you got to love Pesci, right? He's. A, <laughs> it was all about Jimmy Hoffa, you know, being assassinated. Heck of a movie, you know. Heck of a movie. Definitely, they keep claiming they find Hoffa's uh, body. <laughs> no, according to this, to, to in the movie, they 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 uh, they they burned him. I don't know if that's accurate or not. You know, that's what they you know they put him in the incinerator. According to Michael Francis, I think he's in the ocean. I oh, think he's in that's the ocean. his version. Uh, yeah. Or but in, other mobsters in, claim differently that they know the face, so I don't know. Yeah. Now someone said they if they find half of the body, half of a hop is better than not a whole hop. 
are better than no hoffa at all. And I think other people have claimed that they put them in, like in the foundation of some building in in, in Detroit too, in, in the cement. You know, <laughs> that's really that was a common thing in New York. That yeah. happened a lot. They do that a lot. A lot of missing people. Well, we went from the New World Order right to uh, <laughs> right to libido to Jim's office. You know, I mean, we go anywhere when we when we talk to you. It's right. That's great having you on the show, uh, Patrick. At one ready, now if you'd like to be on the show, or you can, or you can call. So, um, so what do you think we're in for then, Adam? Then it, I don't know. I kind of look at it and say, hmm, the whole thing to me, sir, is so swampy. You know, the the, the judicial system, the politics of it, the big pharma. You know the the military industrial complex and it's almost like it's in unfixable you know do you think it's this is never gonna they're never gonna fix it are they do you think they're just gonna just implode and just wait till they crash and burn and then we do something else i don't know i think so and unless people wake up and right now sheep bots are the problem I mean, people are buying into are, are buying into this, and they uh, everything that comes along that's on the media, they jump aboard. It's it's amazing how the drug companies will put commercials up, and you see the butterflies and the people strolling on the beach and right. skipping along, but then you hear all these warnings. It causes death. It causes this, and people ignore it. I noticed something on Facebook. I'll put one of something on to criticize it. And people will say, where can I get that? Because they they just see the advertisement and not me saying that it's really, really oh, bad. Oh, you mean like a you. drug that they're advertising, Adam? Yeah. Exactly. I'll say, look at this. Can you believe they're actually doing this? And say, where can I get some? <laughs> and it's so common that I stop putting negative stuff up. Yeah, because they want it, right? They want it. They, if they see a picture, they want the product. They The picture overrides them. And this is really a, a matrix-type thing where people believe that they're in this other existence. Yeah. And, uh, and that really, the useful idiots are the worst problem. You know, we just have 1%, maybe 1% of 1% ruling the world, and all the useful idiots are used to uh, to control everybody else and they become useful idiots because they believe everything that they see on TV. You remember the TV show Bronson? Sure, yeah. Right after that, everybody was wearing a Bronson hat. Uh, I mean, it just was a common thing at that point. You remember that? I don't <laughs> remember that. But... You, you couldn't ride a motorcycle without a Bronson hat right after that. That's how powerful it was. And that show didn't even last long. It wasn't that, uh, it wasn't that long. That it lasted. Remember the the detective who was blind and he had a white German Shepherd. What was that? I did, uh, and, and I went to school. I, and with then the I got a white lady. German Shepherd right after that. I did. <laughs> I did. Seriously, that's how you know. That's how. Yeah, I had a wonderful dog, um, uh, and uh, had her for a Over long. Street was that it? Uh, Over Street. That's it. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I went to school with the leading lady. You what did. is her name now? Oh, yeah, she she was in an Elvis movie too, in one of the major Elvis movies, and uh, otherwise her career didn't get that big. I think she was in hmm. Seven Days in the Valley or Three Days in the Valley too. Oh, but, that was uh, a great movie. That I, was a great movie, right? 
it was. I loved that movie. It's but real. anyway, whatever What's... her name was, uh, I was in drama with her, and I missed my walk online. So she'll remember who I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to walk in and announce something, and I was busy talking to a, a girl named Jeanette Tontino who loved Elvis Presley. She was determined she was going to marry Elvis. <laughs> and while I was talking to her, I missed my line. <laughs> so yeah, the name of that movie. You guys should watch it. Um, I think it was Three Days in the Valley. Wasn't that's it? it? It's really a trippy oh. movie. It's really something. Uh, uh, really interesting movie. Yeah, it's a good, good movie. Loaded with stars. Yeah. James Spader. You, yeah. you, Spader. I forget. There's about ten or fifteen stars in that movie. And who's the uh, the the, the the, the heavy set guy who played a lot of the roles in in crime, uh, uh, you know, um, mafia was movies. Was it John Goodman? I, no, no, it wasn't John Goodman. No, no, no. Oh, the guy that was with Bruce Willis. Yeah, uh, yeah, what's yeah. his name in, in Hudson Hawk and those yeah, movies? Yeah. yeah. He's good. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Steve from the um, great area of U.S., the Northeast area. How you guys doing? We're, we're doing good, Steve. Thanks for calling. What's up? What's going on? I, I kind of know you guys because I've only listened to every single interview you guys have ever done. And so oh. I feel like I, like I, you know, we're all good buddies and it's just you've never, you don't know me at all. <laughs> well, we know anyway. you now. <laughs> yeah, good. So a couple of quick questions for Adam. Um, uh, I think it was in the last show. Anyway, recently you had mentioned that... Uh, Peanut oil is uh, it's somewhat on the low low for omega threes. Um, so peanut butter is one of my favorite foods. But uh, you know, just uh, for you know all of your yellow fat disease talk and all of that, um, I'm you know reluctant to eat. You know, I'm just really careful about what I eat. But when you mention that, I'm thinking like, well, maybe that's not not so bad. So I just wanted to know your thoughts on uh, hmm. you know eating. You know, a decent amount of, of peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> is that uh, asking for trouble that way? You know, peanut butter can clog your intestines, but Ray Pete and I might differ on peanut butter. A small amount of it at night can be beneficial, and it has monounsaturated oils and actually has less pupas in than olive oil does. Hmm. But a oh. lot of people are allergic to it. And that's one of the problems. So I find that if you you keep yourself to about a tablespoon at the most in the evening, it's fine. And to uh, uh, what's your name, Steve? You do organic, right? Because peanuts got a lot of chemicals, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely organic for sure. Um, interesting. Um, I just thought of that when you mentioned that. Um, I'd heard that. Um, and I can't quote this exactly, but there are some vaccines that use um, some kind of peanut oil or some derivatives of peanuts of some sort, and that uh, that could be the big, you know, why this is huge rise or never heard of before peanut allergies is, is from some vaccines. Um, so <clears throat> Could be. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of that. Actually, or that, but, uh, that is one factor, but the main factor is how they produce it. The peanut comes from Africa. How come nobody had peanut allergies there? They, they prepare yeah. it in China. It's big in China. No one gets peanut 
uh, allergies there, only in the U.S. and Western countries. But now that our type of manufacturing is spreading to Europe and other places, that might be changing. Maybe peanut allergies are going to Africa. But the question is, why weren't they originally there? And now we have peanut allergies all over the world. Hmm. Yeah. Is it yeah. The, do you think, Adam, it could be the chemicals in the peanuts and stuff like that? I think how they produce it, yes. Yeah. I don't think it's the peanuts at all, because peanuts could be a, a valuable food. They, they should be heated. A lot of raw peanuts have certain chemicals in that, oh. that are better neutralized. Yet, I know a lot of people in Texas who have eaten their share of raw peanuts and lived a long lives actually look at jimmy carter he's still living he was a peanut farmer <laughs> there we go there we go i think he's so, still living well, uh, i don't think sort of. it's really that bad but if you eat a lot of it it can clog your intestines yeah. i've done as a colonic therapist i did experiments with that <laughs> and definitely you eat enough of it you're going to clog your intestines yeah, yeah. And, and as far as clogging is it, that wouldn't matter if you you know eating on time like at, like you're saying at night uh, that that wouldn't matter. It's just just try not to eat a lot of it is what you're saying. Yes, it matters less. <laughs> Let's put it that way because if you eat it in the yeah. middle of the day. And by the way, I was I was taught a long time ago uh, that peanuts have hormones in them and that children shouldn't eat them. And of course, many children are raised on peanut butter and jelly. Sure. I was, including me. And that is supposed to not be a good idea until a child becomes an adolescent before they can really handle peanut butter. Now, I don't know if that's true, but there is some scientific validation to back that up. Mm. Um, so just one more quick thing on that and then just one other quick question. Sure. Um, so when you think clogging the intestine, no, like, I mean, if you're eating a decent amount of fiber along with it, is that, is that not going to help the clogging thing or? Messes it up worse in many cases. Does it? If, now, if oh. you get the fiber from the food, like kiwi is 25% fiber. Mm. And uh, a prune is 25% fiber. But when you go and add extraneous uh, fibers that don't belong in the same way with the same plant or the same food, then you get into trouble. And many people do more harm. Psyllium seed, uh, oat bran, they actually cause problems. Oats are a fine food, but once you extract the fiber and you mix it with other things, you can get in serious trouble and get blockages in the large intestines. Yeah, Cowan was talking about that in a recent show about the fiber stuff screw things up more than it helps it. Interesting. Where do psyllium seeds come from? Is there a plant called psyllium or something? Yes, it actually is psyllium it is the plant, and uh, it's recommended by colon therapist and sure. actually it causes a lot of problems Does when it? i was a colon therapist we were warned against it and i would have people come in for colonics and they would be so blocked up and this gum would come out like yeah. a, like some kind of a, a jelly baby would come out of their intestine i had to take the uh, colonic machine out of their anus and they had to go in the toilet to dump because it was too bulky to come out through the pipe we used uh, the type of colonic a machine I used was an Electrotox, which puts a pipe up the person, one half inch, three quarters, and one inch. You didn't go into a bowl with a little speculum of right. you, right. which is more practical because then if a person does take psyllium, they can go in the machine and not have to run into the bathroom to go. Is there any safe thing you can take uh, 
for people who are having a hard time moving things through uh, sufficient? What would be the safest way to help? Eat. Eating foods on time will actually take care of that. Oh. I go to the bathroom three to seven times a day now. Just by eating on time. Just on eating on just, time. Just on time. That's yeah. crazy. Crazy, amazing. What else, uh, Steve? Um, so I was listening to um, talk with Amanda Fulmer, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a urine therapy person. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Um, and I was thinking... Um, how Adam, you're saying about putting things out in the sun. I'm wondering if you um, to, uh, put urine out in the sun for what you say, like max 20 minutes or so, uh, would that sort of uh, really juice it up, so to speak? <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of that or any thoughts on what that uh, hmm. that would be beneficial? That is an interesting thought, and actually, there could be ingredients in urine that do hook up some vitamin D. I think it would be minor, but. It might be something to uh, experiment with. The main thing in uh, urine that's important is uric acid. It's a great healer. Now, we only know it from the medical profession as it causes gout, it causes this, it causes that. But actually, uric acid was discovered long ago to be the secret of urine therapy, aloe vera, leech therapy, a bunch of other things in Scientific American back in 1937 when they could write about things like this. But now they have drugs to replace that, of course. Another way to get the antibodies that you get from urine is to swallow your own saliva. So you put a little cayenne in your mouth and just keep sucking down that saliva or sugar, whatever makes you salivate. And then you're redoing the antibodies in your body and actually helping your health. We like that. Hey, Steve, Amanda is going to be on the show next uh, Monday morning. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, yeah excellent. So you can uh, call in or, or, or write in and ask her that question. Yeah, there's a um, one with... Uh, um, Dr. Cow, you know, Thomas Cow or Dr. Cow, uh, they did, had an interview. Yeah, it's fascinating. About urine. So that's but, great. I'll, I'll definitely look for that. Uh, oh, I, I, one other quick thing. Is that, is that all right? Can I just sure, sure. Go ahead. Quick? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so I know, um, like I said, I listed all the interviews and I've got so many questions, but one more. Um, <laughs> you mentioned uh, you, the two foods it, ever that you would avoid is popcorn and uh, black pepper. So, <laughs> and I was, I mean, I kind of looked it up some and I, I'm just curious, like, where would I find that, um, um, you know, like, you know, you're saying how the, the popcorn can just really mess up your intestines and, and then the black pepper, you know, it's kind of like, you you know, I know I've heard you could put that in the radiator of your car and that'll, you know, block it up. <laughs> so, you know, just like, is that just, do I just have, you know, do a duck, duck, go and just have to look way, way down to find, or where would I find information on both of those? Uh, just kind of curious. You probably have something on your blogs, don't you, Adam, on one radio network on those? I do, and it's harder to find some of this information because of the way they arrange the search engine. Hmm. You know, uh, yes. uh, Google has digitized five over 5 million books. Whoa. The information is there, but they make it really hard to find. And you got to use Fine. tricks like stutter searching where you put the word in twice, where you pretend you're a buyer, like you're going to be wholesale. And they know... They know who you are. But if you pretend you're someone else, you can get information uh, not available because then they have a, uh, a system of watching you, of surveillance, that when they see you're interested in wholesale prices, they figure, hey, he's a buyer. We don't have to fool him. We'll just give him the real deal. 
So I found these <laughs> secrets by, by basically figuring out how to outwit Google and also to kind of hack them legally. There are ways to do it if you spend time. Now, some people, they'll say, I searched and I couldn't find any information. And I say, what did you do? Search for 10 minutes? And I bust them. That's all I did. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have to search for 24 hours before I can get wow. a, the lead yeah. that gets me into the rest. Once you, get the, uh, once you get the first one, it's like mesmerism. If you mesmerize a person, it takes maybe 18 times to do it. Once you do, just like that. You snap your fingers and they're in a trance. The same thing with searching. When you search, once you get the, uh, the initial breakthrough, then it's all open to you. The whole other world is in Google. Is there, is there any uh, um, tricks you can tell us right now of the, using quotes when you search? Quotes? quotes are good. See, first I learned by putting cuss words because they, uh, they didn't... Uh, the, 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 uh, the various companies would put, like Jesus, if you put Jesus, they would have a code word that got you to their site by using Jesus in a sentence that wasn't related, but was, was coordinated with it. Wow. But then they made that illegal. Uh, so, uh, so at that time, I would use words they would never use, four-letter words, right. things like that. Mm -hmm. And that would get me through to someone who found the research already, and then it would lead me secondarily to the actual research. Uh, now they have new tricks that they're starting, and they have they made things like that illegal, but now it's legal again. And no one has seems to care because there are a couple of companies I can't bust. I, I tried for 12 hours on one company that frustrated me so much for a weight loss product and I couldn't find anything. And so I know Dr. Google is in on it. Sure. They actually get paid by a lot of people to falsify information. But most don't have that connection. So it's easy to find if you use some of the tips. Uh, I have a blog, in fact, on one radio network oh, where I gave five clues on that. And the name escapes me, but uh, it's pretty easy to find. I wonder how people would find it on our website in our search function. Um, you know, have any keywords that they could maybe use to find that blog? Uh, let's see. What would it, what? Uh, maybe, maybe search. search. That might be tough, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Quotations, uh, I, I'll have to send it to you, Patrick. Yeah, do, 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 and then we'll put it in the show page. So, though, on on the quotations, you didn't really kind of answer that. Can you? What? Where do you use quotations? That's just simply to helpful to find something like over. How does that work when you use quotations around the word? What are you telling Google? Well, here's what you do. Okay. If say you want to look at uh, life of Fuskin. Okay. People will put in life of Fuskin. They get a bubble. They have certain stock answers that come up. So you trick them. You go, Lipofuskin is, and then you put parentheses. Lipofuskin was, and parentheses. Lipofuskin is not, in parentheses. <laughs> uh, why Lipofuskin? Thing. Why Lipofuskin is. You try these various combinations, and a whole other world will open up to you. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, otherwise, they put you in a bubble. It, it's, yeah. it's common knowledge that they bubbleize you because they figure they want to feed back what you believe, not what you don't believe. They just, you're interested in that. 
Interesting. Oh, on my, yeah, I know that on my email. Okay. I'll say something and I get an advertisement for it immediately afterwards. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's the same thing. They have us tracked, but if you pretend you're someone else or get a, you can get around it and get in the back door, I call it. I, I know there's a, there are these search tricks like, you know, I know the, the on the quotes, um, what the quotes are saying is finding, like you put two, three, four, however many words you want this exact what I'm putting in the quotes. You know, don't just look like if you don't use quotes, it looks for each of those words individually. She put quotes as I want exactly these words in this order. That's kind of what you're saying with the quotes. Um, and there's an, like, there's another trick of if you put a minus sign or hyphen, whatever, but right before the word, it'll say, uh, don't find things that have this word in it. Um, and there's a, there's a number of different search tricks out there. I can't remember any of the other. Well, maybe you can find that blog of, of Adams. That's yeah. a good one. And, and, and by the way, they, they get sorry. wise to what people are doing because I know in some searches, in really important words, they make it the quotations won't work. Like uh, stativolence. <laughs> Look up stativolence and it's, the tricks don't work. They will try and tell you you're looking at something else or give you German words. Hmm. Okay, Steve. No, when you think. You're, yeah, when you're saying go, use, you're specifically using Google, not DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is useless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I take okay. that back. Every Wait. once in a while, you can find something. But 99% of what I find is on Google because the others don't have the insider information. The others have not digitized 5.1 million books. And that's a big difference. They're just minor players. DuckDuckGo is good if you want to find a local movie in your area, something like that. But otherwise, it, well just they just don't Google. work. Might as well just use Google, huh? Google oh. is the best. And, and, you know, it gets it gets this. And they like that because then they know that the average person isn't going to learn how to use Google. I don't want to spread this too much because they're going to take it away from the people once you know they'll figure out another way to block people. Yeah. And some people are catching on to what I'm doing. And others hmm. are doing. Interesting, yeah. Um, and last quick thing on black pepper, I'm thinking like, you know, you, you don't use a lot of that. You sprinkle a little bit. So I'm, I'm thinking uh, like, how could that be kind of clogging like in the car radiator? You know, you just put a little sprinkle on. Uh, you know, I'm just curious if, because uh, I know you said you really, you know, about <laughs> It forms phytoliths. Phytoliths are little silica stones that can precipitate gallbladder. Now, that is really hard to find, except if you read certain textbooks where they admit it. But the, the easiest thing to find out is, why did they take, uh, uh, what is the product uh, out of New Orleans uh, off the market? Uh, there was an herb because of saffron in it. Hmm. And the saffron was high. Whatever that herb was, sassafras. 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 Yeah. Remember yeah. sassafras? Sure. They took it off the market, yeah. and they have a defused one where they took out the saffron. Well, they took that out because saffron is a carcinogen, but black pepper has twice as much saffron. And in the media, on television, they admitted that it was a cause of, of cancer. Uh, liver cancer, particularly saffron causes, in black pepper. But then 
they quickly censored that and you won't find a word about it because black pepper is a huge business and you can take the black pepper and store it in a warehouse for decades and it's still good other herbs will go bad yeah i hate that because i love black pepper i just don't use it after hanging with you what about white pepper can is that is that okay better okay there, there are some indications that it doesn't cause the gallstones and other type of problems, mm-hmm. and a saffron contact uh, content is uh, debatable. They even put white pepper in chocolate, so I hope not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think white pepper is a safer bet. Even Andrew Weil, you know, he knows about black pepper causing cancer, and he says once while. If they're gonna do it, but when that guy comes around with the pepper shaker, you know, mm-hmm. he says, "No way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay, kiddo. Well, thank you. Good questions. Yeah, I was oh. calling. I get so many questions. I was calling another time, but thanks so much. I really appreciate it so much. Sure, sure. call anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good questions. Uh, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com, talking with Adam Bergstrom. And yes, no, maybe chronobiotic nutrition is the name of his book, and we're going to tell you about his websites. And we're going to do that right after we talk about a few products. Previously with Peter Ragnar, who's a great example of staying young and healthy, we asked him what kinds of things he takes. Personally, for myself, I look at all of the supplements that help bolster and harmonize my hormones. And, you know, this is both for men and and for women. And, uh, uh, when you go online, there's so much information about that out there. I, I have actually, I heard on uh, one of your advertisements there, Patrick, about the pine pollen. I personally take pine pollen, which uh, is, I think it's an amazing product, uh, has an amazing effect upon the body. Peter, it's one of our favorites, too. Pine pollen, any of these are thrival links. You have the pine pollen pure potency, pine pollen gold, and if you'd like to get it every month, the auto ship is the best price. Also, Stephen Buner's book, exclusively on pine pollen, is right there on the site too, Daniel's site. Right here on OneRadioNetwork.com. I do. I take it every morning. And that, what I, you know, what I take matters, but hmm, I do. It's a good, great product. And uh, Elk Velvet Antler, you can use that as a adjunct. Also, he's got a... Shaga and Rishi, uh, fruited body mushrooms, all in Myron glass. Uh, wonderful product. The colostrum. I have some of that this morning with my mangoes. I'm drinking now. And um, the uh, digestive bitters you spray in your little mouth before you after you eat. Uh, vitamin D3, K2 from, uh, I think, lanolin. Really, really nice ingredients. It's uh, just a great company. Uh, and Easter Thrival Link on OneRadioNetwork.com. This is the technology that we've been using. We're working on three years almost. Wow. And this is a little thing we put together and may, um, you know, encourage you to, to, to look uh, closely at this. Pre- previously with the highly credentialed Dr. Thomas Levy, he argues because the literature shows that oxidation is the cause of disease. But the whole point is the location, the concentration, the duration, the distribution of oxidized biomolecules determines 100% of all diseases. 
And so that's why I say oxidative stress doesn't cause disease. Oxidation is disease. Is disease. If there's no oxidized biomolecules, you don't have a toxin. The toxic effect is oxidation of biomolecules. That's the entirety of it. And by the grace of God, several months ago, George Wiseman said this about hydrogen. Hydrogen is the world's best antioxidant by a long shot. Hmm. First of all, it's 700 times uh, smaller than something like uh, CoQ10, 400 times smaller than vitamin C, things like that. So it can literally go, the hydrogen molecule can literally go through everything in your body and go right into the very DNA and repair it. So now it makes sense why George was able to say this back in August 2019 with such conviction. The body accepts that gas and uses it to heal everything. It's like the fountain of youth. It's a, astonishing the amount of ailments. In fact, in scientific studies, and they have over a thousand scientific studies now, they are showing that it either helps the body heal directly or indirectly from virtually every ailment that ails any water-based life form. Okay, I'm sold. And I was able to get one a couple of months ago, thanks to your support. It's called the AquaCure Hydrogen Machine. Breathe the gas and bubble the water. There's a promo code one radio for 10% discount. I think a great investment. Yeah, well, obviously, you're just a talk show guy that don't know what you're talking about. 20%. <laughs> it's a 20% discount, baby. That's what it is right now. So if you'd like to get one, use promo code one radio, 20% off. And remember, it's a lifetime warranty and a one-year, no-questions-asked-money-back deal, which is pretty cool. When's the last time you, somebody, some people making a machine gave you one of those guys, right? I mean, it's crazy. That's right. No-questions-asked-money-back uh, warranty. Um, really something. Yeah, after, you know, 10 months, no, I don't want this. Give me my money back. Okay, you'll do it. But you won't want to, because you'll like it. As I mentioned before, we're working on three years breathing the hydrogen gas and drinking the water every day. It's an interesting technology, and I have an email about that. Somebody wanted to ask Adam, and I, I sent Adam uh, some kind of a study on it, too. And I don't know if he had a chance to see it, but we'll see. We're going to ask him, and we're going to do it right Right now, anyway, just go to OneRadioNetwork.com. And we'll do it. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Adam Bergstrom, yes, no, maybe chronobotic nutrition. Uh, how come you're not on the camera? What's the deal? Hold, mm. on. Hold on a second. Let me, let me do Oh, I think I know how to do that. Why isn't that? Let me do it this way. Tell folks about your two websites you got here, and then I'm going to fix this. By the way, five creative research tips, August 8th, 2018, oh. is where you'll find that blog. Five creative research tips. And August 8th, 2018. August 8th, 2018. How'd you find that? I put in quotation marks <laughs> because that's one of the things. Quotation mark is what I did and it came up right huh. away. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. And uh, that's great. So I found the camera. Um, and then you can just put that in one radio network uh, search function. And there's adamsolartiming.com. 
That's where we have all the books, right, Adam? All the books. That's where all the books are. Mm. Working on another one now, too. <laughs> what's, what's a new one on? I'm addicted. Yes, Can't you stop writing. I will. You know. What's the new one on? Uh, this one is going to be Mesmerism and Miracles compa- uh, Companion. Oh. Because somebody asked me a question recently. How can I, how can I, you talk about self-mesmerism because you don't want to be under the control of someone else. And how do I do that? So I decided to, why not write a book about it and uh, go into the ways to do it. Now, if you buy Mesmerism and Miracles, actually you'll see the techniques people use and you just have to apply them on yourself. But to be clearer and to show the scope of the human brain, how, how powerful, uh, how susceptible we are to media programming. Like in a recent blog, there was a hypnotist in 1897. A man came up and said, I can't be hypnotized. And he looked him in the eyes and hypnotized him immediately. And guess what? What he did, he suggested your pulse, and this you'll find interesting, your pulse will go from 60 to 72 and stay there forever. And it did. Now, that's scary when people have yeah, that much control over your mind. Whoa. We must get control over our mind. Whoa. It's interesting that you have 60 and Ray Pete's talking 72. Yeah. I found that very <laughs> synchronous. I like my 60, baby. I'm not going. I'm not leaving 60. No, I, I like, agree with you. I like it 60. I like it. You know, Adam, I could... I can feel it when sometimes if I eat something that's a little bit, I don't know, whatever, it'll go like to 65 or 70, you know, for about an hour and then it goes back down. I don't Dr. Massey. There was a book on that, yeah. remember? The, the pulse test for yeah. what you agree with, definitely. Dr. So Massey used to talk about that. He used to think that if your pulse went up after you ate something that you either ate it at the wrong time or it wasn't the best thing for you today. You know, it could be a bit different tomorrow. So this is, right. now, this, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it depends on uh, what you wish to accomplish. Now, he's against hibernation, but if a yogi wants to hibernate, he wants to reduce the carbon dioxide so he doesn't breathe, so he can hold his breath. Hmm. Now, Ray Pete doesn't realize that you can survive without breathing. No. Remember the matrix? You think that's oxygen you're breathing? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. there, that exists too. Now, I'm not dissing Ray Pete because you, as you know, he saved my life twice. Oh, yeah, he's, he's and a real deal. our lives the last time. I'm not going into the details, but I owe Ray Pete my life. Yeah. I'm here because of Ray well, Pete. Well, <laughs> we're not going to agree with everything with everybody. We're just not going to. And we are all unique human beings and we see things differently. And it's great. You know, we need to have more. Uh, discussions about stuff when we don't agree with it and just talk about it. Don't you think? Uh, we really Definitely. need that in our culture because it's not like that now. It's just like... Nope. <laughs> right. And Ray Pete, to be fair, he says there's no Ray Pete diet when people are getting Ray Pete. Yeah. The, the, uh, it's evolving information. He was against mushrooms at one time till he found some other uh, ways. And as you, uh, as he mentioned on your last show, he's eating less protein and drinking yeah. less milk these days, I think. Yeah. I think it's less protein, definitely. Eating more carbs, he said. He's experimenting with that. I'm always yep. experimenting, too. So I want to ask you this. He said, did you, did, you, did you happen to be able to look at this thing from nature about ox, hydrogen and brown's... Check this out. Can you please ask Adam if breathing hydrogen can 
reverse some yellow fat disease into this article. And it's from Nature, and which is a pretty prestigious, you know, thing. And it, it says, long-term and daily use of molecular hydrogen induces reprogramming of liver metabolism in rats by modulating NADP, NADPH redox pathways. Now, I, I sent it to you because I said, could you look at this? Because I can't read this stuff. I read it and my, my head explodes. Do you think there's anything to the hydrogen and the yellow fat? I definitely do. In fact, the, uh, the chemicals mentioned, the NADP, etc., those are what you speed up your liver with red light. And hydrogen is under the color red, huh. as Dinshaw Gadiali showed. So red and hydrogen are synonymous. And anything you do with red light or breathing in hydrogen actually does increase it. Now, I learned from Swami Nitty that of the four major elements, hydrogen is desire or power. Nitrogen is will. Uh, oxygen is consciousness. And carbon dioxide is attachment. Those four gases are important. So without desire, and any master that tells you you want to quell desire, that's incorrect. They say attachment. You want to stop the attachment to everything in your life that you get attached to. But without the original desire to create a universe, that's hydrogen, started the whole darn thing. The whole thing. So so it could be something, too, using the hydrogen and the yellow fat and the definitely wow and by the way in searching an article like that a better way than to just read it i put in liver in the search and just click click everything on liver then i can put hydrogen you pick a particular word and it saves you when i used to go to medical libraries i had to read the whole darn thing this way i find out what i want to very quickly on how valuable hydrogen is for the liver because when you increase the metabolism of the liver you increase cell turnover what does that mean it means that one million of our cells die every second every second one million cells and that's a good thing we rotate it we regenerate think of us more like a you see a whirlpool Are any atoms the same in that whirlpool a minute later in that whirlpool? You see it as a reality. Our bodies are something like a whirlpool. We want energy to come in and energy to go out, matter to come in, matter to go out. Yet we still exist as mind, soul, etc. We have something that, uh, that, that overrides the fact of coming and going and processing on and on and on like a whirlpool. I think this. It looks like this. This big study, huge. A lot of, a lot of. Uh, um, um, what do they say at the end? What do they call those things at the end? Where references? I think it was Japan or China. It looks like, which they use molecular hydrogen a lot more than we do here. Right, a lot yeah, more. It so. was very complete. Was it? it was very complete. I was impressed by. Well, you know, it wasn't just a brief study and a roundup. They gave a lot of information in that. You may post that up someplace yeah, I so think people we should. can read it. Yeah, maybe sell a few more hydrogen machines. That'll be fun, too. And, uh, you know, I'm still on my list is to get a tank with the CO2. I'm going to do that, but you know, I, I've kind of been looking at it a little bit, and you can buy one of these bags uh, that they use for ozone and then put it up to your chest, right, or put it up to your neck and then pump it down in there. And I found a tank where it's like aluminum rather than 
iron, so it's, it's not so heavy because you never get that thing out of the out of the car. Uh, Ray Pete <laughs> recommends that you do a ten kilo tank, which is what twenty two pounds, and then with aluminum, it wouldn't be too heavy. You know, with the, those big heavy uh, iron tanks, they use welding shops. You know, you'd have to. Get a, hernia, heavy, get a hernia pulling that thing out of the car. So that's on my list. I'm going to do it. I think it'll be fun. Um, I, I still don't get how CO2, Ray Pete talks about, you can actually put it in your bathtub and it just doesn't go anywhere, you know? You ever see those stage performances where there's smoke on the stage, yeah, but it's yeah. low, it yeah. stays below their knees? That's dry ice. Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, that's what it's it is. It's heavier than oh. air, so it sinks down to the bottom. And unless there's a breeze in the bathroom, you don't want a fan there, all the carbon dioxide is going to blow out. Mm. But if it's really quiet air, you could actually sit in the bathtub without the bag. The bag is more practical because then you can be near a fan or you hmm. know one of those ceiling fans so popular in texas interesting so so dry ice is co2 dry ice is CO2. dry ice is co2 huh. it, it has a it, it sublimates meaning most things turn to liquid then to gas carbon dioxide goes directly to a gas and skips the liquid stage it's a very unusual substance so there you think there's a connection from all this War on CO2 and the benefits of CO2? Definitely. Oh, yeah. they, they, want, they want to stop it. In fact, someone uh, I know, another authority, went to a doctor and said, why don't you use car, uh, CO2? It's a poison. Everybody knows that. Everybody but it knows. didn't become a poison, if you look in history, till about the 30s when they lobbied against using carbon dioxide because it was too easy a cure and too cheap. They used it for a cure, and the remnants are carbogen. You can still find a Wikipedia page, but they lie about what it can be used for. They said it was used uh, to see if you could handle psychedelic drugs is one of the reasons. <laughs> but mining companies always, when they put oxygen or air into their mines, always added 3% of carbon dioxide. Did they really? Because they didn't want their uh, their uh, workers to die prematurely. So they knew about it. So, oh, you mean when you go down and dig the coal mines and they, they put carbon dioxide in there? They knew that. They did, along with the air they pumped in, or the oxygen. I'm not sure what else was in the mixture, but they made sure it was always 3% carbon dioxide for the health and the strength because carbon dioxide is one secret of strength, too. Like nitric oxide makes you strong? Uh-uh. It has a side effect. You die. But eventually, you know, you, no one's going to breathe it in and usually die right away. But carbon dioxide, long-term strength benefits. Anyone who wants to work out, at night they come in and do paper bag breathing, uh, sugar, something to build. Hmm. And during the night, they will build muscles quicker and bigger than they would otherwise. And I believe Ray Pete said that years ago they used to add carbon dioxide in hospitals. And uh, when do you recall when he said that stopped? Somebody put the kibosh on that because it was... The, the 30s. I've researched that myself. He's well, absolutely right. The 30s. They put the kibosh on it in the 30s. Interesting. Yeah, it was common. It was common from, from the time of uh, probably 1900 or maybe even the 1890s. Uh, it was common. And then they lobbied against it. 
I'd like to find out who was behind that lobbying because to take beneficial things away, they often do that because they want to substitute it with something else more expensive that they can make more money on. Or keep people in the hospital longer, right? Or, you know, whatever, you know. These people they are lunatics. That. What are we doing with, what kind of weird karma do we have with this kind of a government? Isn't that strange? Wow. Yeah, they, they, they're in cahoots. I mean, they make money on it. The, the medical police state is what it really is. And think about it. They are so successful. If you go to Russia, you have the same medical police state. If you go to China, you have the same medical police state. Before, they used acupuncture. The, the Russians used shamanism and a, bu- a bunch of other type of uh, technologies. Now, no matter where you go on planet Earth, unless it's in the deepest jungles of South America or Africa, you're going to get Western medicine. Yeah. How did that come about? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think you wrote it. Didn't you do a Facebook thing the other day on the Rockefellers and well, they were the big guys, weren't they, Adam, uh, back in the early 1900s to really start this actually, whole thing? They were, they were actually minor players oh. that picked up, the, the, that had already started in Chicago in 1847, the year before they started the American Medical Association. This has been a long time planned for world dominance, actually. You know, we have the idea, and, and I was taught in history in high school, oh, that we were Fortress America until the Second World War, actually the First World War, when we got involved in world politics before that. That's not true. We were fighting pirates in Tripoli in the Mediterranean during the Jefferson administration. We were in Vietnam at that point. We were in Egypt. We were all over the all place. Over the place right? Well, if it was Fortress America, how come we were fighting? What were we were doing in the Met- Mediterranean anyway? Yeah, well, what's the, what's the Marine song? Um, yeah, what, to the shores of To the shores Tripoli. of Tripoli. I mean, it was about protecting... Uh, a private enterprise, wasn't it? That uh, you know, kind of. You like, bet. Yeah. What is that general's name who wrote "War Is a Racket"? Oh yeah, Smedley Butler. Oh, Smedley. that's him. General Smedley Great Butler. Great book. I, oh, highly, yeah. it's for free on the internet. I highly recommend people read that. And his whole solution: anytime there's a war, pay the government, and everybody else can't make more than a soldier makes in his pay. That'll stop war immediately. And and uh, Andy used to talk about remember the Banana Republic and that was all thing about the uh, something fruit company uh, the, what was uh, the big fruit company Chiquita Banana <laughs> yeah it was all about that baby he was protecting the you know oh, and they were so powerful I think they're out of Missouri maybe uh, that when they ran a an article incriminating them about something. Every edition of that newspaper disappeared from every library in Missouri. Is that right? Wow. That's how powerful. What was they it? Are. The American Fruit Company or Standard Fruit Company or? I think that was it. Something like Something the American like Fruit Company. Fruit yeah. Company, yeah. And that's what the whole Central America thing was about long ago too. These people, man, they're just bonkers. Weird karma we've got, man. Here's an email from Juan. Uh, does Adam think that there are any issues? with drinking several cups of tea daily made with herbs high in tannins. If the tannins are an issue, does Adam have any suggestions on how to neutralize these so that those herbs can be taken in large therapeutic amounts safely? 
Well, here's the deal on that. And they, as usual, they fool us. Uh, tea for tannins, they said, just simply put a little milk in it for dairy. It neutralizes them. Oh. But now they don't want to do that because now they're healthy phenolics, A-D-E-D, whatever those different letters are that form different words, the phenolics, uh, what else do they call it? All of those are now the beneficial parts. They're tannins. If you look them up, they're all tannins. And it turns out that tannins are good for us in moderation, just like oxalates. Too many oxalates are a poison. But if you take a small amount, they're very beneficial for your teeth, for your liver, for a lot of things. Mm. So now they have taken something that was bad, realized they could make money by extracting out out of the tea, sell it in the health food store. And now suddenly the tannins are good for you, only they have changed their name. Like phytates, what is the product uh, you buy in a health food store for 40 bucks a bottle? They take it out of the food so you don't get the phytates and then resell it as IP6. That is nothing but phytates. What are phytates? Phytates are in uh, grains, right? Grains? Yep. And they tell you it's bad and then they sell it to you at 40 bucks a bottle at a health food store. Is it it bad? (laughs) Under another name. Is it not good stuff, phytates? Uh, you know, it too much is too bad, but, yeah. but it is an anti-cancer ingredient, mm-hmm. and you can buy it in a health food store but, but as for 40 bucks a bottle is IP6, but why not just take it as phytates in the first place? How about how about lectins? Who who who's, who talked about lectins? Gundry we had on the show. Lectins, are they as spooky as some people think? Lectins? Yeah, some of them are very important. Some of them are toxic. It's a whole class oh. of chemicals. The lectin in cranberries is what what remedies uh, bladder infections. Oh. And then the wheat germ lectin, uh, jackfruit lectin, uh, what is that uh, weed here? Jimson weed lectin. Those are anti-cancerous. And also the lectin in mistletoe. Hmm. They're anti-cancerous. So you can't just put a blanket there. It's like saying everybody who's of this race is bad. It's the same kind of thing. There are maybe thousands of lectins, and some are good, some are bad. But someone just puts a name on it, a label, and suddenly lectin's bad or lectin's good. Phytate's bad. Phytate's good. Oxalate's bad or good. Yeah. Same type of thing. Same thing. Oh, Lynn, United Fruit Company. That's it. United. That's it. United Fruit Company. It's good to have Lynn around the house to keep us honest. Really. United Fruit. Close, but no cigar. No, yeah, we were close. <laughs> United Fruit Company. Boy, there's some stories behind that, isn't it? Whoa, man. Whew. And what's the name of Smedley? Forget the name of the CEO, Carl something, yeah. I believe. He, he was a, a bad guy. <laughs> what's the name of the uh, uh, the book by Smedley Butler? Uh, um, War, War is a Racket. War is a Racket. You can get that online? Easily, easily. That's, you don't even have to use uh, stutter searching or uh, quotation marks you can or just anything. just find or it, pre- huh? Pretend to be anybody. That's right up there for anybody to see. <laughs> you and I both are uh, fans of movies, and I... I like to watch, you know, something every day just to learn more about my new business screenwriting. And uh, but I'm noticing now that Amazon and Netflix are starting to put commercials in their their movies. Have you seen that? I'm not. We have a commercial no blocker. Way? No, I mean you can't do it. They, they, you can't. How do you do a commercial blocker? 
Uh, well, I get them elsewhere. I, I found a way again to get around it. You get all the movies pretty much for free that I want to Okay, see. well, email me that if you don't want to say it live. And, well, I can actually say it. I don't, I don't think you know, this is a problem. Okay. All, all you do is put the movie in and keep doing it over and over until it comes up. Oh, you and mean just put in the search function and it just comes up? Yep, eventually. Now, sometimes you may not be able to watch it on demand right away, but if you keep doing it, eventually it comes up. And they actually know, because they follow certain things I do, they know I like certain movies. So when I stay away from the movies, they bait me. In fact, you know, I, I was banning American movies, but it, uh, Mice and Men showed up with Gary Sinise, oh, yeah, uh, oh, Sinise yeah. and uh, John Makovich. So they got me, but they didn't get me on the second movie because then they get good movies and then they give me bad movies. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, I kind of like pain because I think we need to pay our way so we can support the film industry because I'm that's where I'm going. But I mean, this commercial thing, there's no way I'm going to watch a movie with them. And they had like five commercial breaks. I did the first break. I said, man, I'm not watching. Uh, a good friend of mine who I'm working with uh, on my second script, Look and See, in Australia, he recommended that I see a movie called Sing Street. It's really good, Sing Street. So I found it on, on Netflix. I just put it in, right? Okay. And then after 10 minutes, they do some stupid commercial for State Farm Insurance. No way. <laughs> so then I went and uh, I, oh, I, I put in the how to watch commercial-free films or in something like that. And it came up with some website. And I went on the website and I just found it there. It was just there, you know, with no commercials. You know, it's like, how can they charge you 20 bucks a month or something and then put commercials in there? I'm going to write them in a lesser, like it's going to do some good, right? Yeah, because they have the power and they have the technology. They got us. Wow, <laughs> man. That's the problem. But we can get around it by... Finding. We just may not be able to get instant gratification. So I watch a lot of movies that I enjoy. And if a movie isn't available, I skip it. I'm really down, yeah. of course, you know, on the American uh, movie industry now because of all the traitors who have betrayed us in the industry with the whole COVID thing that went on here. Oh, They're man. up here in Montecito. Elon Musk was here last week, as was Leonardo DiCaprio, Lady really? Gaga, Barbara Streisand. All of the major players are up here, and some of those I used to admire. Leonardo DiCaprio is an excellent actor, but he's a blank, blank, bleep, 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 hmm. you know, now. He's on my uh, bad list. <laughs> I don't know how they get so, wow, woked up out there. I mean, it, it must just be in the water or something, you know? I think it is, and no one dares to say anything against uh, the B word and all of that kind of stuff because they lose their careers. Uh, and at first, they get some notoriety. They think it helps them, but now they realize, no, their career is gone. They're toast. Yeah. Once they say anything against the pandemic, the vaccine or whatever, they're, gone. they're toast. Do you, you know this guy, Ricky Gervais? I've heard the name, he's yes. A, he's hilarious. Um he has a new Netflix uh, special that is so uh, not politically correct. And uh, because, I don't know if you saw where Netflix has been losing money. They've been losing money because all I this saw. woke stuff, nobody wants to watch it. You know, they've been canceling. They were going to do a whole thing on Hillary Clinton, cancel that. Uh, 
because nobody wants to watch it. You know, it's just stupid, right? And so they, they're finally starting to get the message. And so they did this um, this uh, special with Ricky Gervais, which is so anti-woke. I mean, and boy, the employers were the employees were threatening to quit because they were running this special. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's called Nature or something. It's all about transhumanism and something like that. But he is like, Totally, he just says whatever he wants, and and he kept saying during the special, "Well, I don't know if this is going to make it in." Oh yeah, it'll be in. okay. So, uh, but anyway, so they fired 150 people, and they're going to try to re rework their their ideas, which is going to be great for the film industry because you just can't do all this woke stuff. You know, it's crazy. You know, whatever. It hurt Disney too. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're gonna all wake and up. Look at what uh, happened in Florida, man. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna wake up. They're gonna get woke and wake up and say, you know what, George? Uh, we're losing money here. Nobody wants this stuff. You know, nobody wants it. Just we got to just do something else. I don't know. How I they... I love the uh, the governor of Florida now. Yeah. What was it? Some company uh, did something against guns. He cut off their funding. He cut off their funding, they yeah. You normally get funding. Yeah. Same with uh, Disney in Florida. Bye-bye funding. You're not... They were an independent country in Florida yeah, at he, one time. They had a huge tax break, and they got stuck at this whole woke thing, and, and DeSantis said, well, we're just going to take away your... It cost them millions. That's what you got to do with these people, because they're bonkers, man. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm okay with people who are attracted to another, their same sex. I don't have a problem. Come on, it's who cares, you know? There's been people who are gay for since the beginning of time. So who cares? Nobody cares. But all, anything after G, and you, you're losing me, dude. You know, you don't, <laughs> you know, it's got, I think they're schizophrenic, actually. I really do. I mean, can you, have you seen they're actually adding letters to this LBGTQR1 <laughs> and a plus? And now it's like, they're saying that some of these people have two two souls. Have you seen this? Double? They're calling it a double spirited. Give me a break. Come on. <laughs> they're just they're crazy. There's there's. They're, there's uh. But they even have a new birth control way. Have you heard of sologamy? So no, I'm not sologamy. You marry yourself. Oh, good. You, That's good. Yeah, you That's marry yourself, obviously. And so it's, <laughs> it's been going on for about a decade, and it's getting big now. There are American companies that set up your wedding to yourself, and one person already divorced themselves. Oh, good. No, come on. You're just making this up now. Come on. It's absolutely serious. <laughs> it, it, we were laughing a lot when we saw the news story about just two days ago. I had no idea that this was going on for a long time in Italy and Brazil and the United States and India. Yeah. Uh, people are marrying themselves. I think and spending like doing a wedding for like $71,000 oh, or yeah, something to marry themselves. I think DeSantis has also uh, got a law in place now where it's against the law to do the uh, gender modification operation things. They're stopping that, too, which is just terrible. I mean, can you imagine what they're doing to these kids? Man. Without their, you know, they can't drink or smoke, but they can change their sex. You know, uh, right. what's with that? You right. Know, obviously, they're, they're, a child doesn't have the discrimination than an adult does. And this is really good for Florida because Florida used to be one of the most backward yeah. states in the union. Oh, yeah. Can you believe I went to Key West when I was first there in 1980? It was illegal 
to lie on the beach for a man had to wear a shirt? You're kidding. Can you believe that? Sure. I, I was astounded. I'm sure those days are gone now. I oh, hope so. yeah. And then think about it. Even Anita Bryant and the whole gay thing with orange juice. I mean, they were really <laughs> woke uh, years ago in Florida, but no more, baby. No more. No, that's yeah. changed. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is flipped. Yeah, the whole thing. Hmm. Crazy. Man, it's just, it's nuts. So, but, boy, I think it's pretty exciting. Uh, you have people like DeSantis and even our governor here in Texas, you know, with this whole WHO treaty, they want to make the WHO, you know, have jurisdiction over everything. We talked with uh, Professor Bregan, Dr. Bregan, about it. But they, they, they stopped it. They took out all those amendments that the Biden people wanted to put in because people were not having it around the world. I think these people are nuts. These are, they're communists, lunatics. You know, you can't have them. And then even DeSantis, so a month ago, said, I don't care what they do. I, we're not going to do anything they tell us to do in Florida. You, the WHO can tell us to wear a dress, and we're not going to do it. <laughs> he's cool, man. DeSantis is cool. He is. Yeah, he's he great. really is. By the way, a secret for the states like California and places, yeah. you will find in the, in the rich communities like La Jolla, Montecito, you get the cheapest prices. Huh. Gasoline here in Santa Barbara, we can get it for five seventy-five. You go down to LA, it's seven bucks and more, and go to other places. But where the rich are, I think what they figure is the rich will just drive out of their neighborhood because it's the cheapest. When I was in La Jolla, you could rent a car in Montecito compared to the airport for less than half the price. No kidding. The cheapest gas prices in the San Diego area when I lived there were in Montes- We're in La Jolla. And uh, that's the same thing holds true. Five seventy-five is a bargain here in California to get gasoline, and we're not talking about Costco, where it's probably even cheaper. Hmm. Uh, if Costco was allowed in Santa Barbara, they're too uh, too uh, peasant uh, <laughs> oriented to be allowed in Santa Barbara. <laughs> they're too peasant-like to be. <laughs> yeah, th- this uh, huh. this town, frankly, is full of itself. I love it because of the. The view, the scenery, the weather, draws people everything, into yeah. it. But yeah. otherwise, the politics, forget it. <laughs> well, you, you know, you're you're awake and not woke, and so you get out of stay out of the out of the matrix and still live your life. So you're you know you're good, right? As my teacher, we used, hide. Yeah, <laughs> my, <laughs> we hide behind the walls. My teacher, as my teacher Paul Twitchell would say, something like, "Where you had have your head in heaven and your feet on earth," something like that. You know. Which is, you know. That's a good one. Yeah, you're. That's a good one. That's the old Casey Kasem. Casey. Remember? Is that, uh, no, I didn't uh, know that. Reach, keep your feet on the ground and reach for the stars. Oh, keep your feet on the ground and reach for the stars. Casey Kasem. Oh, is that the guy who did the oldies? Oldies? Yeah, yeah. Used to listen to him on Sundays. Oh, yeah. He was, he was terrific, man, really. The top 40. Top 40, yeah. Every Sunday, right? Yeah, he used to do the top Every 40. Every Sunday. Yeah, we used yep. to listen to him when we were kids. <laughs> 